were going to create new viruses in laboratories that were resistant to drugs, that they were going to use that to cull the population, that they were going to use vaccinations to cull the population, and also that they were going to uh, change the way that healthcare treated old people so that more and more old people died um, and didn't go long into, into life because from their extraordinarily sick perspective, old people are useless to them. And what we're looking at now very clearly is this attempt to play that card of mass global immunization with an a, uh, excuse of this manufactured virus to uh, get access to the, the bodies, the body computer systems, as I would say, of, of, of almost everyone on the planet. And they're not doing that because they want to protect people from anything. Crikey, the force that's saying be vaccinated is the force that created the virus which they're saying be vaccinated against. They're doing this to get access to the global population for very, very malevolent reasons. And um, what people need to realize is that these uh, families do not come from the same perspective of life and respect that we do. They, tr they see humans like cattle, nothing more than cattle, and most humans see cattle. They uh, therefore have no empathy with the consequences for the human population of their actions. So if people say, they'd never do that, mate, no, no, you'd never do that. They do it all the time. American Vagabond. Joining me today is Gareth I to discuss a very, very important topic that many of you have likely already seen playing out on Twitter and social media, and that is the censorship, and as I termed it in the title today, the excommunication of David Icke on a near global scale at this point. 26 plus countries in the European area, and then the censorship as well that's been going on seemingly his entire career for yeah, across multiple platforms, as we're all very aware of. So joining me today is Gareth Ike to discuss what just happened, why he thinks it's happening, and to kind of get into the information here and really just kind of flesh out and discuss how absolutely over the top and unjustified this really is, as we all hopefully know by now that we all have a right to express our opinions. And as I played the clip there in the beginning, which was actually, as I remember, I think from 1997, something David's laying out, whether or not you agree with it, that has really clearly shown to come to pass in many ways in the world we're seeing today. And yet we're seeing this happen. So thank you for joining me today, Gareth. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks, mate. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I hope, and by the way, I'll shout out our previous conversation that Gareth and I had. I hope you guys will check that out. Really enjoy your guys' work that you're doing at the Iconic Network and continuing to kind of you know question the narratives today, which is clearly showing to be the, the right path. So thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy. So let's all, mate. Let, let's start off with the, the ban in general, right? That's what's on everybody's mind. So just kind of for those that may not know what just happened to, to David Icke and, and, you know, what was the reasoning behind this in, in what they, you know, publicized. Okay. So to start at the beginning, um, which is always the best place to start, I think um, he was asked to speak at a peace rally. So an anti-war um, rally in Amsterdam. Um, there was a bunch of other speakers, a member of um, the Dutch parliament was speaking as well. Um, and basically, you know, that is, you know, not too weird. Dad speaks at rallies, you know, pretty regularly, has done for a long, long time. Um, and so, you know, yeah, he's going to go and speak for maybe 15 minutes. Great, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I got a message from a mate who's like, mate, like it's going insane in Holland. Your dad's everywhere. I was thinking, what? And um, all the mainstream media just picked up on it, right? And and they they just whipped up this entire frenzy of of him being... Um, an anti-Semite and a racist and a hate preacher and all this stuff. It was, it was very, very strange and it was everywhere. Um, and they were speaking to different members of parliament and stuff like that. They were interviewing these people. They, um, they had justice minister on, they had heads of police on mainstream media talking about it. Never asked my dad on, of course. obviously. Of course. But, um, but so they had these interviews and they were trying to basically stop him speaking Mm -hmm. um, and there was one interview in particular where they had two um, police heads um, and, and one of the police 
heads basically makes the point that, well, no, you can't ban him because he hasn't actually committed a crime. He hasn't got a criminal record. Like, he's he's not doing anything. And so f- for us, like, if he stands up on that stage and he starts preaching hate, then you can deal with it at that point, do you know what I mean, as, as a police officer. But uh, in terms of banning him from entering the country, we, we have no legal framework to be able to do that, you know, to which the, the journalist, for want of, you know, lots of other terms you could give them, said, is there not a way you can find a loophole? Uh, that's extraordinary, isn't it? Because, like, journalists are supposed to be about free speech because at the end of the day, once free speech is gone, so is theirs. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah was that on the record? That, but that was stated on the record? That- yeah, yeah, it was on the, on the TV, wow. yeah. Is there not a way you can find a loophole? I mean, it's extraordinary, really. But anyway, so they obviously found, they tried to find a loophole um, and they couldn't find one. And so then what they were doing is they were just whipping up hate, hate, hate. And then all of a sudden, you know, Extinction Rebellion were going to come and, right. and and do a counter-protest. Antifa were coming to do an, a counter-protest. My dad was getting death threats on his Instagram, um, which were reported and Meta seemed to think they were fine. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you, if you misgender someone, you're off. But um, But yeah, so it kind of just... You could see that the media were trying to cause a bit of a, a, you know, an issue for him, really. So, mm-hmm. you know, me and my brother and, and other sort of members of the family were kind of a bit kind of, is this a good idea? Do you know what I mean? I mean, he ain't going to listen. Let's have it right. Do you know what I mean? He wants to go and do it and he, yeah. he's not going to be bullied into not doing it. But there was right. part of us that were like, you know, it only takes one lunatic, doesn't it? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um and so then, you know, I, I, they were driving down um, to to Kent to get on the, the Channel Tunnel and stuff. And for some bizarre reason, it must be like bloody fate or whatever. I was nipping out for a run, um, you know, like one of those token 10 minute runs. So you can tell yourself that you can have put in, you know what I mean, after doing it. <laughs> like, and so literally just started running. And for some reason, I was just like, I just quickly checked my phone. And I had an email there and there from uh, the Dutch authorities. Mm-hmm. Because obviously I don't speak Dutch, so I, I, I sent it across to to my dad and um, to Christiana, who was with him, who is Dutch. So obviously you know to translate it, mm-hmm. and I just assumed it was you know I, I don't know what I assumed it was from probably probably maybe like one final plea not to come and whatever you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I certainly didn't expect it to be what it was. Um, so then she, you know, I get back from from the run like ten minutes later, and um, I've got a message from her saying, "Oh my goodness, like this is this is insane! Like he's banned from the country." So I was thinking, what you know, what they've done? They've banned him for the weekend, maybe so he can't talk, you know, at this right. event. And then obviously the further down, all these 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 rambling bits of of information. Um, it, it then states obviously that he's banned from the EU. So it's like shit. Oh. That's twenty six countries. What the fuck? And then he's banned from the EU for two years. So not even for the weekend. Um, and then, uh, then accompanying it um, is another um, letter which lays out the um, the terror um, warnings and the fact that um, Amsterdam is currently, as a result of it, in in a level three terror alert. Right. So basically, he you know breaks that, and so therefore can't can't come over. It's like he's not a terrorist. Like what the hell? Like, this is insane. Yeah. Um, and then there was quite, quite a lot of uproar about it. People were kicking off. Um, and then they tried to backpedal a bit. Um, and I saw one news article in, in the Netherlands was saying that, Oh no, 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 they, they, they're, they're saying they're doing it for his safety. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't expect yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So that so it was actually for his safety. Um, so he's banned from an Searching so the entire continent for two years for his own safety. Calling him a terrorist is for his own benefit. Okay, that that's clear, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, they tried to sort of, like I say, backpedal in the sense of, no, 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 we didn't mean it like that. What we mean is, like, because the terror level's high, we can't protect him. It's like, no, that's that's not how that was said, mate. You're, you're yeah. backpedaling now. And right. then actually, when um, when the prime minister was questioned about it, um, he reeled off the usual, we won't have him in our country, we won't have hate in our country, we don't blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so you just admitted that you banned him then because exactly. five minutes ago you just said you were protecting him. So which one is it? You know, it, They're just cowards that can't stand by their own actions. Well, do me a favor, yeah. for those in the United States and elsewhere, do you, do you know the equivalent to what terror three level threat would be in equivalence of, let's say, in a United States framing? Um, the um, I had a screenshot of it. It, it, it. it basically goes along with the the fact that there is uh, a very real threat mm-hmm. and then you have a level four threat which i think is imminent like it's coming 
and a level five, which is basically, you know, the bombs are on the way. Yeah. Um, so level three, I think, is is out of five with one okay. being. Okay. That that's we're, easy. We're, we're all we're all mates, you know. So yeah. So level three is there is a real threat, um, which is insane. You know, it's it's insane. These are just these anti-war protesters. And 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 what's even more mad was the fact that someone like Extinction Rebellion mm-hmm. would want to stage a counter-protest to an anti-nuclear war. Yeah, th- this is the overlap that I'm that I'm seeing. I think is really interesting. Is is it, this feels related to? I mean, even their stated discussions around why his ideas are dangerous aren't rooted in the anti-war discussion. So why are they so concerned about this anti-war protest? Like, what do you? Wh- why do you think this protest was? I mean, he he speaks at plenty of dis- uh, over the years discussions yeah. and protests and rallies. So why this one? Why do you think this was chosen at this time? Well, that's a very good question. I think part of it is the fact that um, Thierry Baudet, who is a an MP in in the Dutch Parliament, has been very positive about my old man and about his theories and about uh-huh. certain things. So you know, it's kind of getting some mainstream credibility, which is what they're terrified of. You know, right. and and, and it, it feels very much like you know that they've they've bitten off too much now. It's uh, start with Alex Jones. I mean, a billion dollars, like. They yeah. could have they could have fined Alex Jones ten million dollars, and they'd have taken out Infowars with ten million dollars, I'm sure. Um, and you know, a lot of us would have been saying that's insane, but they were in large portions going, yeah, ten million quid because it's a realistic figure in people's brains, right? You know, um, and, but they go a billion, and what I ended up seeing so much was, I don't like Alex Jones, but I'm right. not a fan of Alex Jones, but and actually, like people are going, no, this is there's more to this. Um, and the same with my old man. You know, what they could have done is they could have put a travel ban on him for the weekend. Say, you know, you're not coming to Amsterdam this weekend. Mm-hmm. And and some people would have gone, all right, yeah, fair enough. Okay, whatever. It's wrong, but it's a weekend, whatever. But right. you ban, ban someone basically from a continent for, for two years. You know, I, again, I saw I'm no fan of Ike, but I think he's a nutter. But, yeah. you know, because people are saying, well, hang on a minute. And also there is that other um, point, which is if he's mad like you all think he's a nutter if you if he is what's the problem exactly what's, what's the, problem? the threat to these ideas if it's so ridiculous exactly why, yeah. why is what you know and i think what they do with the anti-semitism thing is very interesting because they've tried to use anti-semitism against my dad for a long long time mm-hmm. generally because of criticism of israel any criticism of israel you're an anti-semite yeah, i know that, that well. goes yeah. yeah well same mate that goes way back um but what they've done now because they they they, they still want to silence you for saying stuff that's not Israel related. I mean, there's nothing Israel related in terms of Russia, Ukraine and COVID and, and, you know, cost of living and all this kind of stuff. So what they, I've seen a lot, they did it with my dad for years and they're doing it with a lot of other people now is they just changed the meaning of words. Mm-hmm. So globalist, for instance, that used to mean globalist. Now it means right. Jewish. Right. Right. You know, you know, so they change it. And, and what I saw a lot of was dog whistle. So I can say, well, I think, that, um, you know, I, I think that globalists are, uh, are trying to, you know, create this this um, authoritarian system and X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And they go, right, well, actually what's happening is this system is kind of being put together. And, and most people can see that, you know, the World Economic Forum is completely unelected and, and, and is admitting that they have politicians in, in all these governments. All right, well, I can't really, I can't really debate them on that. I can't really call it conspiracy theory because... Mm-hmm. It's happening. The guy's got a book called The Great Reset. You buy it on Amazon. So, you know, so what I do then is I say, oh, no, but what they mean by globalist is it's a dog whistle for it's an anti-Semitic trope. So, okay, so all you're doing then is you're saying you're accusing me of saying something I didn't say Mm -hmm. by saying it's a dog whistle. Well, you know what's worse about this in general? And this is what I'm seeing everywhere. And this is what's so embarrassing when, you know, anybody who's genuinely, I don't even want to say intelligent, just somebody who's honest with themselves. How in the world are they pretending to speak on what you think and feel, right? Your intent, like you could argue, here's what I think he implies or, or he, what he's implying, but they can't say that for sure. But that happens all over the place. We know what Putin really wants to accomplish, right? It's just embarrassing that they've basically just dove into this argument. It's all emotional and subjective. That's not journalism, yeah. right? And so no. that's literally everywhere. And so it's really ridiculous that we, and, and this is a very clumsy way to just, as you pointed out, not allow us to talk about any number of things. Right. Whether Israel, whether it's COVID-19 injections or anything else, you just broad brush the whole conversation. Well, here's wink, wink what they're really trying to say. 
you know, and maybe exactly. that's true, but there's plenty of people that have these arguments that are just not rooted in that. And they know that and that's covering it all up. So exactly. Yeah. And, and what's funny is, you know, one of the big things that, that people got on board with, they, I mean, you know, I, I obviously I put on Twitter that he'd been banned and, you know, which is funny because when you look at the notifications, there's a hell of a lot of hate in the anti-hate lot. Whew. Like I took a few days worth of absolute barrage. And, you know, for me, like, mate, my name's Ike for fuck's sake. Like it's water off a duck's back, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was reading this stuff from these, you know, and you look at their bios and they're anti-fascist, anti-hate. And it's like, mate, you've just unloaded a shitload of hate on someone you don't even know. Right. You didn't know who I was till five minutes ago. Um, and so they were all celebrating the fact that, you know, this guy's been banned. And it's like, but... Um, they celebrated based on mis- misinformation. He was spreading misinformation. He was spreading fake news and stuff like that. And it's like, but the article you're using to create joy about, you know, you're sharing it on your own Twitter. Look, he's been banned for spreading misinformation. Came from the Daily Mail. That was one of the main ones for the English speaking world, at least. And it says in the article that he says Jews were behind COVID-19. Right. He's never said that. Right. He says it doesn't exist. So how are they, how are they behind it? And, that he's that he denies the Holocaust. He's never denied the Holocaust. And what's funny as well is like the Daily Mail have printed stuff before where they've said he's, he's a Holocaust denier that says that the Jews were behind the Holocaust. Well, I thought there wasn't one. Right. Exactly. They I can't mean, do both. This you. This is what is. This is my point in general today about why I think the average person, unless invested for one reason or another, can see through things like that. Like you can't. You don't. You don't forget that they just the arguments are contradictory, but they're just trying to. Let you know what what's the term uh, um, level their bets or or you know basically just put everything out they can possible and hope they reach everybody with something you know that's yeah, yeah. it's very obvious it's the saying isn't it throw enough shit at some sticks yeah exactly. that, that, that's There's... what it is it's just like lug it barrage barrage right because you know what they want to create is they want Hedge to create bet. sorry yeah they, they want to create a situation <laughs> where there's apathy towards him mm-hmm. right you, know, you don't you don't you know, would you feel sympathy for an anti semite hate preacher no. I don't think so. I don't think that's a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what they throw. And they throw that and they throw that. So then you look at it and instead of going, oh, mate, this dude who's committed no crime has never been convicted of a single crime or accused of a single crime has been banned from 26 EU countries. That's a bit mental. You go, oh, well, yeah, they banned the hate preacher. So what? Should be doing it in our country as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing to point out here is, and this is what becomes so insulting, is you know, like your point, somebody out there is going to say, well, it seems a little over the top, but you know, X, Y, and Z, here's what he said. And it's, here's what daily mail claims. He said, but there is an endless amount of people you could point out right now that are even being demonized by the media for different reasons. And some are just justified who aren't being banned. You know, there's plenty of people. You can make the same overlap with the whole banking conversation today where you got Canadian protesters having their bank accounts pulled, but Ghislaine Maxwell still has a bank account. Right. Like what's the, how do you look at that and not see that this contradictory, right? So, you know, why do you, why do you think it's they're so desperate to shut this kind of conversation down almost in a way that will expose their hand elsewhere? You know, what's the desperation from their perspective in this? What what are so dangerous about what the ideas he's spreading? What do you think it is in, in their people, mind? People are starting to listen to him. Yeah. And that's terrifying. So what do you do? I mean, at first he came out and everyone laughed at him. And so the, the establishment was kind of happy to leave him alone, really, because every time anyone said his name, people started laughing. And they're quite happy with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and then, you know, all of a sudden things start happening that are true, you know, um, and, and people then start looking back and going, hang on, this, this nutcase said this like 20 years ago. Shit, this is weird. And, I, you know, I think probably over the last three or four months, I'm constantly getting tagged in stuff on Twitter. Um, where, you know, people are going, oh, my God, I've just discovered this guy. He said this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, um, um, God, who's the rapper? Chris Brown. Like, he shared a bunch of stuff. And, 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 and then you've got, you know, Kanye West is basically speaking out about things and saying, I don't even care. I'm just going to take it. And all of a sudden, it feels like people are getting a little bit more courage. Like, whether you agree with what people are saying or not, the whole kind of shush, 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 isn't having the same effect on people anymore. People are done. People are like, no, I'm going to say what I want. Um, and people like my dad and Alex Jones and others, have, they've been in, whatever you might think of them, mm-hmm. they have emboldened people to go, if these guys can take all this shit for 30 years, man, I can take it for two weeks. You know, whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll say what I think. And that's terrifying. Like that will terrify the, the establishment, you know, because, um, you know, in America, obviously, Infowars is huge. Here in in um, in the UK and in Europe, you know, Dad's obviously very well known. There'll be people that 
didn't get the shot or, or, or didn't wear a mask or didn't go along with, with um, restrictions because of listening to what he was saying and information that he was putting out there, you know? So and it's even that saved people's lives. I mean, that's, that's not a false. Statement Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's a threat, you know? And so what do you do? You know, it's like ev- everything is an inversion, isn't it? So what do you accuse someone that spreads love and peace and, and anti-war? We, we call him a hate preacher. Oh yeah, we see that. That's obvious. Calling for negotiations for Ukraine or being called a threat, like literally a nuclear expert comments about how people calling for peace negotiations are somehow a nuclear threat. I mean, we we are living in the most obvious example of the Orwellian version I've ever seen in my lifetime, where literally war is peace now. I mean, it's it's. it's, I mean, and that that kind of speaks to the whole point about this, though, is that. I think it really comes down to objectivity. People that are being, you know, willing to ask questions. Cause to your point before, if it was something as ridiculous as they wanted to make it out to be before, as you said, they were happy just to make it's ridiculous. Why would we even talk about it? Well, it's the same conversation today. So why suddenly is it a concern to them? And your point is because people are starting to pay attention. They're starting to yeah. connect the dots. And again, regardless about you know, anybody, there's a lot of people, Alex Jones, one of them in the past that has been saying, have been, laying this groundwork that is now very clearly coming to pass like the clip we played in the beginning now regardless of your opinions about every single talking point and whether it's all accurate or not a lot of this stuff is very real today and we can see it the the manufacturing i mean even the wuhan lab conversation is now being jammed in even more again today so the idea of of making things viruses and having them be used for vaccinations or whatever you think that is that's a very real conversation that's being had and that is a one of the main crux of the that's one of the a crux of the conversation he was having back then. So Absolutely. I want to get into your, the, the actual arguments, right? And, and what, like, for instance, here, here's an article that I saw, and this is how this always gets framed. And I think this is what they're desperately, and I do mean, I do mean desperately trying to make happen with the conversation. Here's the vice. Lizard elite conspiracy theorist banned from 26 European countries. Now, why is that the angle they're taking in your mind, right? Because we're not even talking about this at this point. We're either anti-war protest or some COVID-19 misinformation or, you know, there, that, that seems like a weird reach in this conversation now. So why do you think that's being discussed? And if you could kind of, you know, give me the idea behind what they're saying there and why it's not exactly, you know, well, give me your thoughts on it. Well, it's, it's, it's to create, uh, you, people think he's mad, mm-hmm, right? you know, because if you just, oh, he's the lizard guy, you know, the, the, you don't go into the, you know, the background of 900 pages of, of, you know, a single book that breaks down this whole kind of theory and where all this comes from, X, Y, and Z, you just go lizard guy. And and so people just instantly, I mean, the first two words of that is fucking idiot. Right. Do you know what I mean? that, and that's what you try and create, you know, and also like I read the, the, the subheader there where it says, you know, he was speaking at a rally for a conspiracist, a conspiracist group. Wasn't he speaking at an anti-war protest? Exactly. It's, not, it's, not, it's not to do with the conspiracy. There is a war going on. Like, I know because my heating's gone up. Um, interesting overlap yeah. right there to realize that they're just kind of clumsily patching in people now that are criticizing the war in Ukraine as conspiracy theorists. Like they're, it, it speaks to the, the kind of desperation of everything that's happening right now. They're losing control of these narratives, right? Oh, so they, they call them all conspiracy theorists. I mean, that's as easy as that. And, I, but and it, it, does, it doesn't have the same weight though, Ryan. You know, that term doesn't have the same weight. Like, and that's part of the fear, I think, mm-hmm. is the sense that. I remember seeing a meme early doors where well, there was two memes. One made me laugh where the, 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 it's point of view, guys driving and there's a cow in the air, right? It's just a cow in the air. And it just says, I was going to say something, but it's 2020, isn't it? So it's just so ridiculous. That's, that's fine. It's just a flying cow. Of course it is. And then the other meme I saw was saying like, when you want to create a great reset, but you inadvertently create a great awakening. Mm-hmm. And it feels kind of like that's what's happened mm-hmm. in the sense of things have been so insane over the last couple of years couple of three years nearly now um they've pushed through so many things that have i don't think they would have wanted to like yeah. I, I, like for me i think if i'm if i'm running things from behind the scenes that's how i want it i don't want people to know who i am i just want to run it nice and simple here we go here we go like the best way of robbing people is take a penny or t- you know take a cent out of everyone's bank account all over the world i've still got billions all, right. all in but they didn't notice it Whereas yep. these guys just went in and took hundred grand out of people's accounts, and everyone goes, "Well, hang on a minute, what's going on?" You know, sort of metaphorically. Well, but the, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that people's people's idea of the possible is so different now to what it was three years ago. Right. That actually, you know, because if you just said to someone three and a half years ago, "Oh yeah, what they're going to do is," and then explain the whole COVID era, they'd have put you in a padded cell. They'd be like, yeah. "You're bonkers, mate." 
And do you know what else? People would have gone, well, I ain't going along with it. Oh, trust me, mate. You will when it comes yeah, to yeah. it. Right. But, but so, you know, people looking at, at alternative theories and for want of a better term, conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. that people are far more open to that stuff now than they were three years ago because of the sheer madness they've been through. All of a sudden, their idea of the possible is completely changed. It's completely mm-hmm. removed from what it was before. But it kind of makes you wonder, at the very least, you know, trying to remain objective, because we know that, you, uh, you know, well, in, throughout history, there's been things like this that appear something else. And are, are I often use the standard oil breakup as an example where, you know, on the surface, it appeared that there was a win when in reality it was exactly what was want, what was desired. It increased the wealth and the control over the industry and so on. You know, but I recommend why and how big oil conquered the world from James Corbett. But in this context, you just make sure you have to ask, you know, is this that obvious today? to some degree, because they want us seeing it. You know, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, cause I do think there are some of those things happening. Like, oh, I think- potentially. Yeah. I, th- I, I also think there is a, um, for one, I sound like a conspiracy theorist now. I do, I do feel like there is something kind of, you know, behind it in terms of that, you know, even on an occult is sort of, they have to tell you, they yeah, have yeah. to tell you what they're doing. Um, and I think they like to do it slightly more subtly than they are doing it because they are literally just announcing everything that they're planning. You know, there are still people out there, believe it or not, that work in mainstream media that still think the Great Reset is a conspiracy theory. I mean, that is is like, you know, that's insanity. That's that's willful ignorance. There there can't be anything more than that because like I said earlier, like the the guy's written the book and it's on Amazon. You can buy it, mate. Um, You know, they're not trying to hide it. Um, I think what they're doing is that they're trying to frame uh, as a good thing so you know they're, they're not going to come out and say oh by the way what we want to do is we, we want to just destroy all your lives and make them unbearable and fool your lives full of fear so you can't heat your home there's a war there's a deadly virus we're going to do all that stuff and then what we'll do is we'll just offer you the solution on the back of it what do you reckon guys everyone's going to go well obviously not mm-hmm. obviously not that doesn't sound very good at all i'm not i'm not in um, so what they do is they just create all those issues and all those panics and fear within people like, you know, P- Putin's going to nuke you. Uh, the virus is going to kill you. Climate change is going to destroy everything. You know, like today, there's a new story. We're not going to better grow potatoes in England anymore soon, apparently. Um, and so they create all these fears that people have, like which is the main fear, which is death, isn't it? If we're honest, that's most people's fear is, is mm-hmm. death um, and not being able to sustain your your family and feed and clothe and, and put a roof on the head and all that sort of stuff. So then they go, well, what, why don't we do this instead? Oh, okay, yeah, cool, we'll do that then because I'll do anything to protect my family. Right. And so then you have people like Dad and us and Alex Jones and all others coming along saying, well, actually, you do know this is a scam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, probably up until about three years ago, most people would go, shush, 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 don't be silly put your tracksuit back on or whatever little insults they want to throw at you. Whereas now they're kind of going, I don't know, actually, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Actually, maybe you're onto something. And that's, that would be terrifying to, to an, an elite that is so outnumbered. Yeah. You know, that's the reality too, is they realize that, I mean, it could well be like you discussed that it's kind of part and parcel with the idea of, you know, creating this shocking reality will awaken people to it. It's kind of hard to miss that. But at the same time, you know, you, I, I also, I don't think it's as simple as that. I really do believe that the efforts of the iconic network and others out there trying to call attention to these things have, have awoken people to it. You know, I think, I think if the injection pl- whole process would have gone quite a bit different if it wasn't for the independent media, that's, I do believe oh, that, 100%. But, but I don't yeah. think it stopped at all. I mean, I think clearly we're seeing the infrastructure roll forward. And I think what's happening with David is, is an obvious example of, of shock and awe kind of idea where they're trying to scare people back, you know, billion dollar fine, you know, kind of a thing is scare people back from yeah. daring to point these things out. So, so I guess the, the, the last part of this to discuss, I think is, you know, where you see this, going with what happened here you know do you think this will cause people to rise up and push back even more which i'm hoping for or you know and then let's talk about the implications of this in general you know we're i I think this is transitioning from and i think he may be the beginning of a real transition here from you know well it's bad ideas dangerous ideas to what we see them patching together that those ideas are in fact violence and he therefore you are a criminal who should be put in prison just for saying those things right so get what are your thoughts on all that oh 100 and it all ties in you know even like the pronouns and all of this stuff it's all it's all linked where where words are violence 
mm-hmm. you know, that actually you can cause harm, harm with words. And like I said earlier, you know, when I said that dad was banned, the abuse I took, words don't seem very harmful when they come from that side, but, you know, you, you right. get any any back. And, and I mean, we were probably talking about this in our last chat, to be honest, because it's something that I think a lot of people have spoke about, about the fact of the reframing of domestic terrorism, like reframing conspiracy theorists as domestic terrorists. Right. And then you look into public health, you know, like I never heard, I don't know about over your way, but over in the UK, no one ever talks about public health. It was, ne- it wasn't a thing. It was your own health. Like, how's your health? Like, right. yeah, I've got diabetes. I eat too much, you know, whatever it was. It was a personal thing. It was on you. Um, but during the, the, the Rona era, it all became public health so suddenly everyone's collective you know and and so and then but then they're doing it on the other end like you've got the gay community the lgbtq community as if they're all the same it's like what are you talking about um and i think that's all part of it that you just create these 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 things so that actually when you say something against something actually what you're doing is you're actually attacking everyone um and, and and so then you know they can use those those laws against you like the the um the harms bill they're trying to put through here. I mean, I know they've put it through in New Zealand and places like that. I mean, that place is insane, but they, they, they had to in the UK for now amend that online harms bill. So there was actually a part of it, which was um, harmful, but not illegal. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you even define that? Right. Like, so they actually took that bit out, but they actually wanted that in. They wanted that in that actually you could be charged for something, even though it wasn't breaking a law because it was considered harmful. And this is exactly the point as you're getting to, you know, the idea is that we're seeing this in every, every realm of conversation. I I point back to the, I think this was 2020. uh, Her name, I I forget her. I forget her first name is Newman, the blonde, the blonde lady in in Congress who was speaking in regard to the threat that's building, but we don't know how to stop it. Right. And that what we're saying in that discussion, the same idea, this was related to the whole white supremacy, vanilla ISIS psyop kind of discussion, is that they were saying, well, you know, they're not really breaking the rules necessarily. They're finding ways to circumvent them. So they're basically admitting, well, they're not doing anything wrong. We just think that they think these ideas when they say these words are kind of the same point. So it's just it's a slippery slope. And if they write that in there, the argument then becomes, well, now you've just over time criminalized the, the step before that. And then eventually gets to that step and then they do it again. Right. And just one by one, it becomes, well, you can't even, you know, have this kind of facial expression because that leads to the words that then lead to violence. Or you see, I mean, it's, it's, that's exactly oh, what yeah, totally, that totally. Sound crazy, but that's, what's already happening. You know? Well, that's easy. If you, if you're, you know, if you, if I've got a bunch of people that are opposing me and they're opposing my agenda and my plan, and they're kind of being a bit annoying because they're sort of getting in my way a little bit and I'd really rather they bug it off, uh-huh. but they're not doing anything illegal. So I can't do anything on the, on the legal side. Well, I'll just change the law then. Right. I'll just make what they're doing illegal. And then all of a sudden I can say, look, they're all criminals. Yeah, but they weren't 10 minutes ago, but they aren't. Yeah, but they are now because that's why we passed these laws through, you know, because yeah. um, that's all the whole COVID nonsense was where they were just putting through um, things into legislation that they never took out. Right. It's that's the framework. Yeah, that, that's yeah, what it's, it's, still, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just because, you know, you can go to the local pub if it's still open and not close down and, and, and sit, you know, next to someone at the bar. It doesn't mean that you're free. It just right. means they're just allowing you to do it for a bit. They can stop you doing it whenever they want. If you, you know, if you comply with it. Right. And, right. and, you know, that the worst thing for them is a population that's emboldened The population that says, do you know what? I'm not doing it. Cause then it's over. You don't even need any, any, you know, you don't need Donald Trump. You don't need a savior. All this sort right. of nonsense. Right. You just do it yourself. Just say, no, I'm not doing it, mate. It's done. And so anyone that emboldened people to do that is a target, you know, because, you know, as you said earlier, you know, it, it sends a message for one, you know, where you look at, you know, I look at my dad, I look at, Alec, oh, geez, mate. If I've got not got a lot of self-confidence, you know, and it takes a little bit for me to speak out. Well, if they can do that to those, mate, they will have me for breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch and tea. Oh, I'm not going to say anything then because it's too, it's, you know, it's, it's frightening. I don't want to. I'm not going to say anything. And you'll find that a lot of people are like that. Right. You know, you know, the, the whole kind of, like I think I said to you before, like when COVID started, you know, I just spoke out from the beginning. But that was easy. I worked for myself. Exactly. And I understand that. I'm privileged in that sense. Um, and I, had, I was getting private messages from loads of mates, people I went to school with that were like, mate, I wish I could say what you're saying, but I'd be, I'd get fired. Right. You know, and, and 
you know, there's a lot of people in that boat. And so people like my dad and, and Alex and others that are, that are going, okay, fine, you can't speak, then I will. Mm-hmm. That, that's a threat and, and, and they have to try and silence that. And, but I do feel, Ryan, that they've just gone a bit mental with it. It's just, it's, it's absolute overkill now. Yeah. And again, it could be the shock aspect of this, or it could be trying to drive an overreaction. That's one thing I consider as well for people to yeah, act out and then they can frame that as being the problem that they wanted it to be. So just, you know, caution to everybody in general. But I, I think ultimately it is about just trying to scare people back from having these ideas because all it does is it's sort of a Milgram experiment concept that, well, oh, well, you know, if, if he's asking questions, why can't I ask questions? You know, because you're right. There's a lot of people that are. It, it just, you know, social science in general, the, our species, you know, we're, we're herd animals. We want to be a part of the crowd and we want to be accepted. And people then, you know, silence their own ideas because they're afraid. And this is the kind of stuff that scares the average person. So exactly. That's having, what polls are about. Right, right. Well, and having your dad speak up and unabashedly say that we're allowed to have these ideas, which shockingly people haven't come to their own conclusions about, like maybe I can think for myself. It's allowing them to realize that, you know, the argument like I, I come like I think Corbett makes the argument about like the TSA, you know, where people just kind of dutifully stand in line until somebody stands up and goes, why are we allowing this? And somebody goes, oh, I didn't know. didn't realize we were allowed to push back. You know, it's like it, you've got to yeah. show people that there is another avenue to all this. And I make that argument about voting and everything else. But I think that's why they're so afraid is because it creates the possibility of, of questions. And that's I mean, think about how crazy that is. We're at a time where they're afraid of simply asking questions because that's how hollow most of these narratives are today. I think oh, completely. It's, 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 you know, it's a bug's life, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, the, you know, or ants, which is the same film, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's that storyline, isn't it? That, that one little one just goes, well, no. Yeah. Like, why are we doing that? And then it just takes a while. They get attacked and told to shut up. Shush, the grasshopper. But actually, in the end, you know, when they realize, man, there's so few of them and so many of us. Like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Then it's, you know, it, it would be game over. As simple yeah. as that. And, you know, we came so close here, mate. Like, in not, yeah, last Christmas, right? They wanted to close down last Christmas. They wanted, because they got away with it the Christmas before. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to close down. Another Christmas where all these businesses lose all that money. They'd have been, I mean, I mean loads of them have gone anyway. But, and the ones that survived are being rinsed now by the cost of, of uh, gas and electric. But they would have cleaned up a hell of a lot more if they'd have lost another Christmas. And they wanted it. They were pushing for it so much. They were polling. They were polling, polling, polling constantly. It was incessant, honestly. I ate government polls anyway, but they were everywhere. Mm. And all that was coming back was, nah, we won't go along with it. If you do it, you, we won't go along with it. So then the government then decided, no, 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 no restrictions this Christmas. And you're like, yeah, do you come up with that? Do you come up with that on your own? Because yeah, right. all, all that would have happened is if they'd have actually pushed ahead and done it and everyone would have rejected it, got on with their lives, opened their restaurants, opened their pubs, that would have absolutely shocked everything to the floor because that shows then what we already know, which is the dynamic, which is they, we are the many, they are the few. Right. But, but it would have shown it to everyone and even to the most, you know, head buried in the sand would have gone, oh, so we don't have to listen to government all the time. Right, oh, right. This, oh, is, oh, this is interesting. Oh, I quite right. like this now. You know, and so they couldn't do it. Yeah. And that's why when people say, and I got so much of it for the last couple of years, protests don't make a difference. Protests don't make a difference. Okay, in a lot of ways they don't. They don't necessarily change government policy most of the time. But you know what? You get enough people together and enough pushback. That's the to, that's the and and to then on mass create a kind of a, a bit of a disobedience from the general public that don't even necessarily go to the protests or even necessarily agree with them, but they're kind of bored of the restrictions now. So I'm not going to go along with it. You, if you create that. Then, then you can end it. You can end right. it like that. Game over. I agree. I agree. And that again, the same point. For, that's what they're. That's what they're most concerned about. Is you're allowing people to realize, like, oh, oh, so I can say no to this, right? These aren't, uh, you know, law across the land. So I can stand up and go. I don't want to sh- shut down. And I think that's the point. Is that's why that's the win right there. The fact that they go there. Oh, we decided we won't do it this year. That's the. That's them going. If we do, we'll be exposed that we don't have the control. So we'll pretend like we still have control and make that choice. I saw exactly. a great clip of of I believe it was in the UK. I don't want to miss either way. It's the same point that it was a, a group of people protesting on the street and they were, you know, most of them trying to put their hands in the air, trying to be like, well, we're not being violent. The police come running at them, right. With the art, trying to scare the back, trying to get them to respond so they can use that violence to justify the shutdown. They just stood their ground. They didn't back up for the most part. And the police, they called the police's bluff. They ran up, they got close. They didn't do anything. So they just backed away. And just, it's a simple lesson to be learned that, you know, you need, don't take the bait. 
right? Stand your ground and, and, and allow people to see that there is, you can stand up and push back, you know? And I think that's the real point of all this is they're desperately afraid of people like your father, because he's showing people that there is another choice that you can think for yourself. You know, exactly. So, so on exactly. that note, you know, you know, where, where do you, what, if you, if you know, what, what is, what are David's plans with this? I mean, is he, well, I think, or, uh, yeah, I think there's some legal stuff going on, not from him, but from the organizers of the, of the protest anyway, because mm-hmm. I think quite a few of them are, are, are lawyers anyway, like, you know, the anti-war lawyers, so human rights lawyers. So they're, you know, they know the law and they know what they're doing. So right. I think, you know, obviously just let them get on with it in terms of, you know, dad had, he did want to do some, some um, tours next year um, in terms of speaking engagements, obviously, because it's, it's been a long time because he refuses to to get jabbed or wear a mask or test or any of that stuff. So as long as those things were in place, he's like, well, I'm not doing it. So I'm not going then. That's fine. I, you know, stand my ground. Exactly the same as I have. That's why I've not, not traveled abroad because I, I wouldn't go along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that kind of might throw a little bit of a spanner in that. So we'll have to have a bit of a conversation about, about how we're going to do that. But you know what, just quickly, like one thing, because it was just, I was just thinking it while you were talking then, actually, you know, in terms of a reason to silence him. They actually kind of made a bit of a rod for their own back, really, when they when they made such a huge deal in the Dutch press and said all the stuff they said about how it was hate and it was this and that. I mean, honestly, if you were reading it and you didn't know who the person was, you might well be like, geez, this person sounds like a bit of work. Christ. I mean, you'd like to think you'd go away and actually research it and go, I find no no evidence for any of this. But most people don't. Of course they don't. So they would look at this and go, oh, my God, they're going to let this guy in the country. This is awful. But then obviously, if they'd have actually, having built up this whole kind of, you know, almost effigy to be burnt at the stake, like this hate figure. Right. If they'd have actually allowed him to come and give the speech, where which he, he did it on the beach, actually, overlooking the yeah. channel, and, and we put it up on the website and stuff like that, that's the speech he was, would have delivered anyway, um, with the exception, obviously, of, of mentioning the fact that he'd been banned. But if he'd have actually gone there and delivered the speech, an anti-war speech, uh, a, a speech of love and unity, I mean, how would that have worked? Because if he'd have been allowed in, people would have wanted to see what he said. My mm. God, I can't believe, let's see what God, they're letting people like. I kind of agree with him there, actually. That's yeah, you know, and it would that would have been an even bigger problem. So I actually think by the because they made such an uproar about it, actually in the end it was probably a case of we actually have to ban him now because if he comes here and he speaks and he gives, and he delivers this 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 speech of peace and unity, this we're going to look like an absolute bunch of yeah. morons, you know. Like, so I think that you know maybe that was another reason actually that sheer desperation, and they always leave it to the last minute as well every time, you know. So Dad's in the car driving. Exactly. To, to it. You know, they always do that. They did it with Australia. Um, he was literally about to board the plane. Um, they did it um, with, with cancelling um, uh, book launches in the US. Again, they always wait till the morning of, you know. I, I think it's a level of spite, to be quite honest. Like oh, 100%. Inconvenience for him. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And if you think about it now, like, you know, you think 26 EU countries he's banned from. He's banned from Australia already. He's banned from Australia like three or four years ago. Huh. So you would almost certainly, I would imagine, you would chuck New Zealand in with that. Mm. Canada's not going to let him in. And so actually, you, you start to get to a point, you're like, actually, this is a guy who's in his 70s. He's never committed a crime, ever. Um, he's never been, he's never even been investigated for a crime. Do you know what I mean? No one's ever even, you know, the police have never even turned up at the door and gone, here. what you've said here. Yeah. Um, he's now banned from, you know, major major countries a, a huge portion of of the world that's insane like yep. even if you don't like the guy I mean, he's a leicester fan do you know what i mean that's fine not to like that but he, you know if that's a football team by the way yeah. or a soccer, <laughs> soccer team so um you know even if you don't like them you must at least have at least the foresight to look at that and go even if it's just a selfish foresight well hang on that could backfire on me in the end because it doesn't matter how you know you could be just stop oil and Extinction Rebellion, go Greta. You could be that now, but there'll be other things that you disagree with the narrative on because no one agrees with the state 100% of the time. Right. You know, even, even all the most virtuous buggers on Twitter, there will be something. Say, for instance, like people like that within the Labour Party. So it's Ukraine, it's the Labour Party, it's pronouns, it's David Icke's a fascist, it's um, pro-Palestinian. Oh, all right. Well, that could be a problem. That one, mate, that right. one actually might be a problem for you further down the line. <laughs> and so have, you know, have that at least a little bit of foresight to go, do you know what? This could backfire on us as well. This isn't a very good precedent. If you can, if you know, if you can kick people out, I mean, how many, how many rapists were allowed in to Holland 
over the weekend. Exactly. My, my bet, my you know, how many arms dealers, you know, my, my betting would be a, quite a few. Well, and and it's not. I mean, the point is, these are provable, you know, people that have been arrested and charged and even served time that are fairly coming back and forth. And your point is that that's obviously not the case here, right? So this mm-hmm. really does come down to thought crime. It's simple as that. You are you are committing a crime by having ideas that we haven't sanctioned. I mean, we need to realize how alarming that really is in this moment and not let, not even getting into the point we were before about how this is being used to argue that those ideas are about violence. Just the idea that we are actually standing in a position where the argument is you're not allowed to have those ideas. Like, let's just all reflect on how alarming that really is, you know, and I yeah. think this is I, we just need to keep fighting this battle right now in real time, because that's what it comes down to is that this is thought crime and you're not allowed to have the, the ideas that they're t- saying you're not allowed to discuss. And what will be tomorrow's idea that we're not allowed to discuss and how important will that be? You know, exactly. And, and also, like, you know, how are we meant to have evolved as a species? Right. It's, it's people that come in from left field that come up with ideas. You know, someone come up with the idea of inventing a satellite. People would have gone, oh, no, no, that's 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 too left field. That's too out there. No, we don't want that. Well, OK, we're never going to there's going to be no innovation of anything you know right. like if you, if you literally if you only sanction what is agreed now then no one's going to push that boundary and if you don't push that boundary you don't go anywhere you don't achieve anything yeah. you don't you know become anything there's no you more know? trailblazers they don't exist yeah. anymore right no. uh, there's a clip that i always play in regard to uh peer-reviewed research where the guy simply says you know that, that that's there's a difference between academia and science but today that they're, you know, they're essentially conflated or rather academia is what they put forward as science. But the reality being that if you only look at peer reviewed research, you're never going to, as you point out, you're never going to find the new. As I think the analogy he uses is the finest candle makers in the world couldn't even fathom the idea of a light bulb. Right. And if you had allowed them to be the deciding factor, well, their, their business is, is hinging on the idea that that doesn't come to pass. And that's sort of where we are today. Right. In, in a broader exactly, scale. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And that's the thing, isn't it? You, you, what, the peer review thing is basically, I just need to get a load of my peers to agree with me. But yeah. what if I'm one step ahead of all of them? Exactly. You're yeah. not going to, you know, this, uh, yeah, uh, there was lots of follow the science and look where that got us, you know, it yeah. was just an yeah. absolute. And I always said like, and from the beginning, I say it with climate change, with everything, I'll follow the science when the science can't be bought. Until that point, yeah. I'm suspicious. Well, the simple idea of f- trust the science is contradictory to the idea of the scientific method, right? And that's just an analogy for everything we're dealing with today, you know? And so I, I think it's just, it's it's important that we do not let this fall. We make sure that this is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that have been censored, myself included. So we, it, it's not that the censorship is unique. It's the idea of how this is transitioning. And this is a huge step. Like this, this is an unprecedented leap into the idea that your ideas can literally ban you. Well, at your point, they're allowing all sorts of criminals human traffickers to have access oh, yeah. to everything else and i think it really just show you that they're not really afraid of the crime or even immoral or illegal action they're concerned about challenging their narratives and i think that's why your work david's work and everybody involved in the iconic network jamie richard are all you guys are doing great work and it's important to keep challenging this so you know thank Thanks, you for man. taking the time today and, and, and no mate it's been great do you know what's funny as well when it when it first happened i, I tweeted i said um the, uh, the eu might be smug now um but um if he wants to go, I'll just get him an Albanian passport and stick him in a dinghy, right? <laughs> Mate, that tweet got reported a bunch of times. I was getting these like, <laughs> messages from Twitter. Basically saying, like, you haven't broken the Twitter rules. Of course I haven't. It's a joke, for God's sake. Like, I'm going to stick my right. dad in a dinghy. But the point stands. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the, there's a difference between saying, well, I'm going to ban you off of YouTube, which is a private organization, and you can go and start your channel on Rumble, to you're banned from most of Europe. It's, it's slightly different, you know. Yeah, and just, I, don't, I don't agree with the YouTube bans, but they're, they're, they're not comparable, really. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. This is this is a, a huge step in that direction of real world, you know, where where I mean, it's just a, it's one step away from it being not just banned, but we need to actively seek you out and hold you to account for these violent acts that you've committed. You know, the words that you're discussing, you know, so that's why this is so important, guys. So it's important, and again, it really does come down to the point to finish this up that. that it doesn't matter really whether you agree with everything he's saying, sort of like with Alex Jones. I mean, I've made my stance pretty clear on, on, on different the platforms and my opinions and so on, but you, we still should stand behind people like this that are being persecuted for ideas, even if you think they're wrong, because it will be used to attack you next. Right. So exactly, exactly. Anything else you want to leave us with here today, Gareth, any upcoming projects or, you know, anything you want to shout out your platform so on? 
Um, well, we're just we're, we've got a kind of a, a, a bit of a fallow week this week on on um, filming. Like we're doing a right now special, which is um, kind of remember a remembrance uh, special, like a war related episode, which I won't give too much away because we've got like some pretty cool, amazing guests that people will probably try and get to cancel on us if I uh, if I go public on it. But um, but that's um, yeah, that that's kind of a big episode of right now this week. And then um, and then the walk comes out um, in, in just a few weeks. Um, which is kind of, you know, because new media can be quite depressing. Mm. You know, it's, it's very easy to kind of, you know, just look at the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we make a series every year called The Walk where uh, we go, um, this one's in Scotland, and we go and meet historians and just quirky people that are cool and interesting. Um, we go walking 30 odd miles and, and meet these people and, and it, it's it's crazy like but, but it's, it's good fun and um yeah that comes out soon so i hope people will like that like there's one guy we met who's been like he lives in a shed on the side of loch ness and he's been looking for the loch ness monster since like 1992 nice. right yeah but he's like hella hella intelligent and knows exactly what's going on in the world on a political level big time like he gets it yeah, and um, which you wouldn't expect because you, your idea of someone that is looking for a, a, a monster for that many years is that they're a little bit cray cray, but actually he's like totally on it, and it's it's really interesting actually. So I hope people like that, and they can watch it for free. Sign up for a free seven day trial whenever you like. Nice, nice. It's odd that that's considered crazy, seeing as how it's never been necessarily proven to not exist, and it's simply talking about an animal. In our like maybe it's a you know it's just so funny that things are deemed crazy in conspiracy theory you know we're not allowed to point out that the the whole moon story was provably not the accurate story today technologically speaking we can prove that yeah. we'll talk about yeah, it yeah. though you know like there's so many topics out there it's just so funny to me but anyway you know it's yeah. so interesting to see that these are being challenged and it, it is a hopeful note i think that the people are seeing through these things and are standing up in times when i've never seen it happen before and the, the last thing i want to play on the way out here is just to show people that regardless of what happened and this is the tweet that was put up by rage against uh rage against the vaccine then in the netherlands the massive freedom demonstration that was planned this is on the 7th is posted or today that was planned in amsterdam was canceled due to david ike's ban however thousands of people still decided to peacefully demonstrate and this is the government's response just to show people that regardless of what happened, people stood up anyway. They went out there anyway and stood up for a peaceful, a peaceful rally, and the government responded with violence anyway. Yeah, right? They're scared what, of you, they guys. They're scared of you, and they're scared of what's happening. So stay the course. Thank you for being here today, Gareth. I really appreciate it. Amen. Cheers, brother. Thanks, mate. Yeah, and as always, everybody out there, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.